following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. Hi, everybody. I am Nui Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by Danny McRae, former Dallas Cowboys safety, Barry Church with the day off. Church will join us tomorrow when we bring you the Players' Lounge from the Star. We'll be at the Plaza at the Star for Thursdays and Fridays shows. So uh, if you're over in the area, come by and say hello. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com. So McCray and I get to ride this thing. It's a Kool-Aid free show. So we don't have to worry about Danny coming in here, <laughs> Barry coming in here, Danny, telling us just pouring this on us, making us want to drink it. So we're good. Yes. Uh, we're, we are good on that. The Cowboys getting ready for Sunday night football, and it looks more and more, Danny, like rookie quarterback Ben DiNucci is going to get the start. Andy Dalton has not practiced, and it's Wednesday. This is install day. And Mike McCarthy, his press conference today, said he you know, maybe if Andy Dalton can get something toward the end of the week. But I'm just, I just keep going back to looking at the hit. Okay, I'm not a doctor. All I can do is just go by what I see. It just looks so vicious that I would be surprised if Andy Dalton is there. Then from what they're telling us, the information they're giving us, and we know Mike McCarthy is guarding, it just sounds more and more to me like it's going to be Ben DiNucci's show to run on Sunday. Yeah, you know, like you said, McCarthy is, is a little guarded, so we never really know. Um, and, and, and sometimes the hit can look worse than it is, or sometimes the hit can be just as bad as it looked. So it's, it's really up to the doctors and, and how Andy Dalton feels. But I believe that if he does pass protocol, that he still will be out there as long as he practices on, on Saturday. I mean, at the, with the state that the team is in, I don't see them holding him out if he's available to play just because he wasn't able to install. He's a veteran guy, and he, I think he'll be able to pick up some of the stuff that they put in and, and Kellen Moore will be able to adjust on the fly if he's able to, to, to get in there at the last minute. Well, uh... I look at this game for Andy Dalton, and it's one thing we know Jim, Jim Schwartz is going to do. He's going to bring pressure. And I was sitting here looking at sack leaders and, and just checking my notes here. Philadelphia is, 20, is number four in the league in sacks of 24. Mm -hmm. So Washington was getting after the Cowboys, and they got six sacks. So uh, Philadelphia is going to bring this heat. And, and look, I think whether it's Danucci or Andy Dalton, the kitchen sink is coming here. Because we also um, know that th there's going to be another different offensive line combination because Mike McCarthy is expecting Zach Martin back. So uh, th this is this is just a really really tough matchup for the Cowboys, and they they simply cannot afford to have any breakdowns and any of the mistakes that they've made in the past, offensively or defensively, to try and win this football game. I know Philly's two four and one, but their strength goes right against some of the Cowboys' weaknesses. Yeah, right. And, and Philly's two, four, and one, but they they've had some close losses uh, to some to some pretty good teams. Um, I'm, I'm glad that, that yeah. So I'm glad I'm glad that Zach Martin is coming back. Hopefully he can he can give us a little bit of a uh, little bit of plug on with the leakage that we have on the offensive line. We all know that that, that we're getting heated up, and if, if Danucci is out there, it's going to be a show where they are bringing people from the left, the right, the middle, trying to confuse this guy and get some interceptions. So. Once again, it will be up to Kellen Moore 
to, to come up with a game plan that fits the roster that he currently has now. I would expect to see a lot of tight end help, maybe a tight end playing fullback, a lot of uh, Zeke and Pollard staying in to help block just so they can sure up this offensive line and give uh, you know, give Danucci or Andy Dalton some time back there so they can make, you know, at least at least a 10 or 15 yard throw. I know he won't have that much time back there. But, uh, you know, I, I expect Kellen Moore to adjust and be able to help him just a little bit. I don't have that much confidence in the in the office. I mean, in the uh, in the running game, just because of what I saw last week. Hopefully we can get something going. Uh, we tried to focus on the last week, but it just didn't work for us. So maybe that was just the off week. And with Zach Martin coming back, we'll be able to get that thing on the road. But we, we are really going to need our run game this time. It's going to be challenging. And then uh, John Clark works for NBC Sports Philadelphia. I've known John for, for a long time. And, and, and he, he loves to send me tweets and copying me on them. And so he sent me a tweet about Darius Slayton and, and his numbers against Amari Cooper. And, and so um, he, he's, already, he's already claiming that, that, that Slayton's going to take <laughs> out, out of this football game here. And then he posted about how Jalen Rager, their first-round draft pick out of TCU, should be ready to go and that uh, you, you'll see him make his debut against his, his hometown Dallas Cowboys. And, of course, I can tell you this, Jalen Rager is a fast guy. Think of Deshaun Jackson when he was younger. That's what Jalen Rager can bring you in terms of an offensive weapon, a guy who can run past you. So um, Philadelphia, the fans are, at least with me, the reporters and the folks, they're filling their oats, and, and they're giving me the business uh, after we finish the Players' Lounge, I've got to go do a uh, interview for NBC Sports Philly, and so I I'm going to hear the business once again here. So uh, Philadelphia folks are feeling real confident about Sunday Night Football as they get ready to host the Dallas Cowboys. I, 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 mean, I mean, why not? You just said it. They got So th think of it this way. They got Rager, who has speed, which is a problem. Uh, any, any receiver has been a problem for our defense. I see that Alshon Jeffrey is possibly going to be ready, which makes it another problem for our defense. Miles Sanders is trying his hardest to get back on there so he can fight to have a career day, which makes that another problem for our defense. And Carson Wentz is playing better, uh, you know, better than actually you don't really have to play that good you know to, to look good against our defense so if Carson Wentz come out there and he and he plays 80 percent to his potential we're going to have some issues so hopefully you know <laughs> maybe the changes that we're making that we'll get to uh you know later in the show will help or maybe these guys will, will figure out a way to keep their eyes right and and and, and pre uh, prevent the deep ball from coming and, and things will change but I don't have any confidence in that so I, I just think it's going to be a big day for the Philly offense I'll say this about Miles Sanders. Uh, this, is a, this is a game that, that if I'm the head coach, Doug Peterson, I don't play him. I, mean, I, I literally don't because he's, he's, you know, he missed the first game of the year already. I mean, he's dealt with issues. I don't know if it was the first game, but he, he's, missed, he's missed other games early in the year. But anyway, he's dealt all off. I should go back and say during training camp he was dealing with injuries here. So he's dealt with some stuff you know, all season long. This is not a game I would play my best running back because – if you're Philadelphia at this point in time, and you just look at this division, you're, you should win this thing right now, okay? Based on the injuries that the Cowboys have going on, 40% of their salary cap is out. You know, this division is theirs. I mean, if you're going to Vegas right now and you're putting some chips on a team to win the NFC East, it should be Philadelphia. And if I'm head coach Doug Peterson, I'm trying to save Miles Sanders for other games. And this is where I'll let Boston Scott and some other dudes roll out here because, as you said, 
you can you can win this thing. And if you're getting your receivers back, you want to throw on the Cowboys defense all day long. And running the football is not going to be hard because nobody gives up more yardage than the Dallas Cowboys. They are dead last in the league when it comes to giving up the run. They give up 172 yards per game. So we'll see. We'll see. But I, I, I tell you, I don't expect Sanders to be out there. I, I really don't because this well, is look, one of those. All right, go ahead. Well, well look, I, listen, I'm hopeful because he's, he's my starting running back on my fantasy football team. Oh. Also, I, I, I'm okay. sure that he can also he also sees the same thing that we see like we talked about yesterday. This is the game that you want to play if you want to get on track. I know he had, he had a knee injury, so I'm not sure you know how serious it was. I didn't I didn't really get to read up on it, but if it's not a hamstring or something you know soft tissue injury, I think he'll be out there. And uh, and and I know you say that that Philly should should, should win this thing, but I go back to to Washington, and if yeah, possibly if they don't go for two, uh, I think two weeks ago they could be sitting there what three and five. So I mean I, I think Washington will will be able to compete with Philly. Uh, you know, if they continue to get better, the defense shows up, you know, and they take advantage of some of the weaker games on their schedule. Uh, I, I think that it'll be between Washington and Philly at the end of the season. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't speak so fast to say that Philly's going to wrap this one up. Well, Washington beat Philly to start the season. So uh, they, they have that in, in their back pocket. But as, I just think as Philly starts to get some of their reinforcements back, I, I just think they're a better football team. And when I look at the games against Pittsburgh and Baltimore, which they were down. They were down double digits in these games, and they came back and, and made these games um, a contest that went down into the final final few minutes of the game. So uh, I, just, I just think overall they still have enough guys over there who, who've won a championship, and, and I just think that they'll end up being a better football team. Uh, I, I just don't – I don't think Washington – uh, is going to have enough, but that's just me, I and mean, this is why we play the games. But but at this point in time, I'm definitely, you know, unlike Barry Church, I'm definitely looking at the Cowboys <laughs> and saying I, I don't see them getting it done because they have not been able to fix the multitude of issues that they have. You know, they have not had a cohesive offensive line. Uh, they are dead last in turning over the football. They have yet to do that. They've had a turnover every game. Since the first one against the Rams, there were no turnovers. Since then, it's been nothing but downhill. And now you're talking about having to play, uh, start a third different quarterback. I mean, there's so many things going against the Cowboys, and you can't stop the run. You can't stop the pass. Um, Giving up big plays. Yeah, it's a problem, and I'm going to stick by what I said about Bill Bill Parcells used to say. All I can go by is what I see. And until I see the Cowboys beat a team that, that has a win, because the two teams they beat were winless. <laughs> you know, it's going to be hard yeah. to pick them. And this game is going to be at Philadelphia on Sunday Night Football. And, and I just think Philadelphia, you know, they're two and four. But I see them starting to, to get a little bit better. I see them starting to get that way. And they've had as many offensive line issues at the Cowboys. But, but I'll say this, Danny, and, and I don't know how many Philly games you've watched this year. They're doing something that the Cowboys are not showing us that they've got will. You know, this team has not shown us the past three games that they've got will. You know, the Cleveland game, they, they didn't show it to us. The Giant game, okay, you came back and you won that, but it was a winless Giants team. What we saw against Washington, what we saw against Arizona, you know, we didn't see the kind of will and the kind of guts that you need to win. Everson Griffin, you know, let's just dive into him. They, they traded Everson Griffin, the defensive end, to the Detroit Lions for a six-round draft pick. that can, can, It's conditional, so it could move up to a fifth. I don't know what the determining factors are there yet. 
But that sends a message. Now, Mike McCarthy spun it that they're going to give some snaps to Dorrance Armstrong. They've now got Randy Gregory back that Randy Gregory needs to play. And I'm fine with it. Honestly, I'm fine with it. Everson Griffin, in my opinion, this is what I hate about us not being able to be in the locker room this year because of COVID. I didn't see the buy-in. I didn't hear the buy-in from him about being on this defense here. And so this season, in my opinion, is lost. This team is not going to do what we thought it would do, which I said 11-5 and and making a deep playoff run. That's not going to happen. So you might as well go ahead and get some picks because if you are drafting in the top 10 in every round, you want as many of these picks as you can possibly get in my opinion. Listen, I, I can't imagine how Everson uh, Griffin felt, right? He, he came here and he felt the same way that every analyst, every reporter, every commentator felt about the Cowboys, you know, being a contender, having all these pass rushers, having all these uh, weapons on offense. So giving the uh, pass sure. rushers, uh, you know, uh, the, the time to get back there and rush because you assumed that we were going to be up and, and running gun offense and teams are going to be trailing. And then you get here and it's the exact opposite. And then on top of that, you probably left a place where you, you believed in the coaches and you had some relationship with those guys and you, and you trusted in what they were doing. And then you got here and you're on a young team and then you, you, you get you get some coaching that you like. You're looking at you like, I, I don't know what you guys are teaching. These guys don't hustle. This isn't where I left. What am I doing here? So, I mean, I, I can almost understand why, why the buy-in didn't work, especially when you see him talking about, man, look, this is different. I'm standing up rushing. I'm trying to learn this stuff, and this is just not what I'm comfortable doing. It just doesn't seem like he, he liked it from the day that he walked in the building. So I, I can imagine that he was ready to get up out of here. So, you know, I understand that. And Mike McCarthy, he, he scares me when he says – well, he makes me think when he says, you know, he wants to see some younger guys play. I, I, I wonder if that's throughout the whole team or is, it, is that just specifically the, the uh, D-line? Because once you hear that throughout the whole team, it sounds like you're scrapping the season and, and, and you're building for the future. Is that a bad thing? I mean, at this point in time, if we're just going to sit up here and be, be honest about the type of injuries that you've suffered and the kind of holes that you have and the, and the reinforcements that are not exactly coming back, is that a bad thing? Let's take a break and let's dive into that. So Everson Griffin is gone. There's two more pending moves that we've heard about. Let's dive into that as the Cowboys possibly are trying to look towards 2021. Let's do that next right here on the Players' Lounge on the other side. You're listening to the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. 
A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Green soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. SLR is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the SLR Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select SLR lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting SLRUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Back to the Players' Lounge. Hey, PBR fans, lock in your seats now for the 2020 PBR Unleash the Beast World Finals. And don't miss a second of the action. PBR lands in the heart of Texas at AT AT&T Stadium November 12th through the 15th. Get your tickets now at PBR.com for seat. Geek.com, the professional bull riders. That's what PBR stands for. And if you've never gone to a bull riding show, let me tell you what, um, TV doesn't do it justice. When you see it in person and you see how big these massive animals are and and how they get after it, it's a good show. <laughs> I ended up taking my, uh, I took my daughter last year to the Fort Worth Talk Show and radio, and she'd never been. Um, to, to, to watch the Bulls. She had when she was little, but this time she actually paid some attention. And, and she was locked in, bro. I mean, Danny, she was just, boom. I mean, you know, her eyes were, you know, usually take kids to, to do events and they're looking here and there and they want to go do this. That. She was locked in watching those Bulls. So it is a, it, it is a show. So I would definitely say for the fans of bull riding, uh, you want to go. If you've never been and you thought about going, it's definitely worth your time. And I, these, these bull riders are some of the toughest athletes that you will ever meet and a bunch of these guys can't get life insurance or health insurance either man it's it's uh it's challenging the premiums on these guys because of the kind of broken bones they take it's uh it's intense man it is it is totally man intense. I, I, I i watched a show uh called yellowstone where they have a, a bull rider on there and uh if that is any any true indication or example of, of, of what goes on you know for them in their life and their injuries and, and the stuff that they risk that is absolutely crazy and much respect to them, but I would never. I'm from Houston, so I've seen bull riding before, but you know, I had never really focused on it and, and, and did any research to see how, how how it was, like what type of effect it had on those guys. And uh it, it seems it seems pretty rough. It's good. I'm telling you, man, it's it's and they're you know, what I love about them as athletes, they're they're open books, man. They'll they'll let they'll let you come and talk to them and they'll talk to you backstage. I mean, they're great. So, so they do a good job of pulling you in. I remember Real Sports did a great little expose um, with Brazilian bull riders, and and how good they are, and and just you know their challenges, and, and you know for a lot of these guys, you're trying to get out of poverty. Like you know, this is, I mean, you know, because there's got to be a little danger in you anyway to to want to do this. And um, I've always felt that you know sports like boxing. In, in sports like, you know, bull riding, where you're, you're sitting here, man, and you're risking, you know, you're basically putting your livelihood out here, your life out here. Um, there's got to be something in you that's driving you, man, you know, MMA and boxing, man, you know, these are, you know, you never see anybody, well, from Beverly Hills, California, from the Hamptons in New York, you know, this, these, these are folks that are coming from some tough, tough circumstances, there's some tough hombres um, in these sports, man. 
And don't let and don't, and listen, listeners. Don't let Nui fool y'all. I, I'm sure they are open books and they'll let people come talk to him. But Nui is Nui. He's a Dallas legend, all right. So they probably won't be giving y'all the same access that Nui, Nui the Great gets. But I, I'm sure you may be able to get an autograph or something. Look, they're great, man. I tell you what, I, I absolutely just, I, I love them as athletes to cover. They are great. Uh, the Cowboys trade Everson Griffin. So, so that was step one. And Tom Palacero of NFL Network says that uh, your favorite corner, Worley, Darrell Worley, and uh, your favorite defensive <laughs> yeah. tackle, Don Terry Poe, that these two guys will be either traded or released. Mike McCarthy asked today, will they be at practice? He said he didn't want to speak about it. Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News tweeting that uh, Worley and Poe were not at practice. Also, Andy Dalton not at practice today. Uh, Safety Xavier Woods not at practice today. I would doubt anybody is trading for Worley or Poe. I I can't see why anyone would. But you're talking about three players now that are – probably going to be gone from the roster by the end of the day. Danny, what message does it send? Uh, it sends a message that, you know, b- based on your performance, you could be next, you know, with the exception of, you know, guys like, uh, you know, D-Law and, and, and Crawford and those guys who have contracted money and they have money tied up in. But you right. young guys or you guys on those one-year deals, you know, if, if you don't step your play up, then you probably won't be on this team moving forward. Um, so I think it's a good sign. I think it's leaning more toward what, what you've said, um, the players versus the coaches. Which one are they going are they, are, are they to pick? And it seems like so far we're picking the, uh, picking, picking the coaches. So if, I was, if I'm one of those players, I'd probably be worried. And that's including uh, my guy, Xavier Woods. Um, you know, and he's missing practice today. But, you know, like we talked about this off the show. I'm seeing some clips of this guy that, that makes me wonder what's really going on with him because usually – and your contract year, it's usually your best year. And you give, you know, you give max effort and you stand out on tape. And this is this is kind of kind of the opposite for this guy. But and then based off last year, like he had a, I thought he had a good season last year. I thought he played hard, thought he made some tackles, I thought he made some plays. He he, he looked like a uh, like a like a, a good safety that, that was coming up and and this year just is just the total opposite. So I think uh, a lot of these guys are on the watch list. I'll be one of the first to admit that I was expecting Woods, Jordan Lewis, and Cheeto Awuzie to have some really good years because they they all want to get paid. I mean, this is how professional football works. Your final year, you want to make sure you're balling out so you can get paid, i.e. Byron Jones last year, i.e. Amari Cooper last year. You know, you want to make – Dak Prescott, you know, you want to make sure when it's money time that you are out there. I remember DeMarco Murray, and, and it was interesting. In his career, he had dealt with games where he missed time. And, 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 you know, his last year, even I think it was – I don't know if it was a broke – thumb or hand or it was something on him he broke dude ran out there he was out there and it was the nfl offensive player of the year cashed in got a big deal in philadelphia i mean (laughs) you know that last year man you were out there rolling and to see um these three cornerbacks uh, these three i should say defensive backs not turn it up has been surprising has been surprising. Uh, Chino Wuzier is expected to be back this week as they take on the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football. And Cheeto, by the way, I, I think Cheeto leads the team in interceptions, right? With one? Hadn't <laughs> played <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, listen, the, the, listen I, they, the, like what we were watching and what we were expecting from these players, I think 
we were watching the Chris Richard effect. I think he, he had a lot to do with, with how they were playing and how they looked when they were out there. And I think the same thing with Marinelli, Marinelli leaving and how our defensive line looks is the same effect that, that, that we're seeing uh, with, with Chris Richard leaving uh, in his secondary. I think we're seeing a big drop off and, uh, and we're going to need to do something different. That, that's why I was leaning more toward they should pick the players over the coaches at the end of the season. But you know, it, it, it's early, and, and, they're, and they're making examples of guys, I believe. So we'll, we'll see how it really uh, plays out at the end of the season. Jerry Jones said it on his radio show. And, Danny, I don't know if you heard it, but but it, it's worth listening to. Um, when he spoke on 105.3 The Fan, he told you he sold on McCarthy and that McCarthy was his kind of guy. He's got, his, he's got his man. And because of everything they're going through, he thinks McCarthy is the right guy that you want to have in that foxhole. Jerry always talks about the foxhole kind of thing here. So to me, he let it be known, it's going to be McCarthy. Oh, yeah, not talking about him, though. And it's not going to be these Uh, players. So so I think that to me, and he spoke on the show, too, about we're going, you know, he he said we got to stop the run, and he alluded to Don Terry Poe being gone. Um, And and so off that show, you, you trade Everson Griffin, Poe's about to go, uh, Warley is about to go here, and I just think that at the end of the year they're going to look and they're going to take they're going to say goodbye to some players who are already going to be free agents like a Tyrone Crawford, but they're going to go in here and maybe have to take I don't know one or two guys with a big contract who aren't buying in, okay, and and that's that's the tough thing to know right now is who all is is it buying in, and and they'll make some moves, but they're going to side with the coaches. I don't know if this results in Mike Nolan being back. I don't yeah, know if that's what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I don't know about that. Um, but if he wants to, and I'll say this, if you're sold on Mike McCarthy, and this is where Mike McCarthy has to do that Jason Garrett thing, where remember Jason Garrett kept selling Scott Linehan until he couldn't anymore, but he rolled with him as long as he could. So if you're Mike, if you're Mike McCarthy and you want to keep riding with Mike Nolan, then you're going to have to convince Jerry, hey, we need to convert to a 3-4, we need to play more of this, we need to get these guys here, dot, 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 dot. And if they can convince, convince Jerry that it's the players and it's these dudes won't buy in, then they got an excellent shot to have this thing come back. Now, I do think we'll see some defensive assistant get got. Like I said, I expect one of these secondary coaches because that's, that's usually the way it happens. Somebody's got to die. You know, somebody's got to get thrown off the boat. <laughs> I mean, this is how it happens in professional sports. Somebody's going to go, um, see, it was him. <laughs> you know, Listen. it was... <laughs> It, listen, it's it, like it, it's likely to happen. What 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 I believe is, I, like the tone. I didn't hear Jerry, you know, talk about Mike McCarthy, but I know he's been all in on Mike McCarthy since he got here, and I don't think they will make a one eighty and get rid of him uh, at the end of the year. You know, after, after one season, but you know, I like I love Mike McCarthy versus I'm okay with Mike Nolan. I think that says a lot. Uh, you know, heading into the end of the season, and I, I don't necessarily think it's about buying in. Like, so when you say like. When we talk about going from 3-4 to 4-3, and people, you know, I, I guess they assume that it's something that's easy for these players to do, especially the interior linemen. That is a totally de- uh, different game. Like, I'll give you an example of Glenn Dorsey and Tyson yes. Jackson, both top five picks uh, when I was at LSU, yes. both coming out of a 4-3 defense, and they both got drafted teams that were running a 3-4. And then you didn't hear about them anymore because it, it's not no. the same defense. It's, it's, it's very hard to, to go from being a 
4-3 defensive end or a three technique in a uh, in a 4-3 to playing uh, you know inside. Uh, you know, if, if if you if you're a defensive end like they did Tyson Jackson, they moved him inside and put an outside linebacker outside him. He had to learn something totally different, and it didn't really pan out for him. You know how we expected him when he was playing at LSU. So those things are different. That's why you see Everson Griffin and, and, and Demarcus Lawrence. I believe you see some drop off in there because it's a totally different game. And uh, maybe they need to go to a, a, a coach that, that that puts these guys in position. To, you know, to make those plays like they did in, in the past. I, I, I really still don't understand why you have Demarcus Lawrence standing up when you know his, 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 his best game has come from when he has his hand in the ground and he's just rushing and, and, and doing games on the defensive line like when uh, Marinelli was here. I'll say this. Could, could Tank in a 3-4, in a standing up as an outside linebacker, could it help him? Um, could, he, could he make the change? Yes, he can. I watched Greg Ellis do it. And I, I go back and look at the career of Derek Thomas, a fantastic player out of Alabama. And Derek Thomas, his numbers when he was standing up versus his numbers playing with his hand down, I mean, they were drastically different. Um, the 3-4 defense can definitely, um, you know, if you have pass rushing talent, which, which, which you know, Lawrence has. Just, and DeMarcus Ware, another guy who went from hand, hand down to, to hand up and, and, you know, extended his career and made him a whole lot better. And even he'll tell you, man, give me the stand up all day long. So uh, I don't think that Tank Lawrence is a guy who cannot adapt to it. I think that's that, a uh, different animal. That's a different animal you talk about when you talk about Demarcus Ware and Tank Lawrence. Demarcus Ware is built different. He, Demarcus Ware was six five, you know, slim, You're muscular. Right. Yeah. You know, right. he's his explosiveness out of the two point stance. If you've ever watched him at practice or or, or work on his get offs, totally different to anybody that we have on the team. So him him making that adjustment right. to going from hand down to hand up is is totally different. I don't believe I don't say that that Tank Lawrence can't, but if you're gonna pay a guy a hundred million dollars to be productive in a 4-3 defense when you've seen him make all these plays in that, I think it's difficult for you to say, all right, well, now go ahead and, and do the 3-4 and just act like it's just that easy for him to change. Uh, you know, so so the, oh, oh, you, you either give Mike Nolan a, another year, you know, to, to in, implement the 3-4 and think that that's going to change everything, or you bring a guy in who has a defense that fits the players that are already here. Stay there then maybe that's the conversation that you have to have as an organization. Can we, can, you know, do we continue to, 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 can we make this change to the 3-4 and make Tank a better player? Or do we move on? I mean, these are the questions you have to ask yourself, um, in my opinion. I, as I said, I think he can make the change. You've got to get, and, and obviously, your bigger pieces are going to be up front. You know, you got to get yourself a legitimate nose tackle and get some bigger guys uh, at the defensive tackle spot so you can allow your linebackers to get there. But it's a conversation that you've got to have if you're going to choose Mike Nolan and give him what he wants. You know, because it's going to affect, clearly, it's going to affect one of your best players. But you got to ask yourself, what do you want to do? These are the tough decisions you have to make as an organization. And, and then, and then I'll, t- I'll tell you this too. When, when we when we speak of drop off from the D line and, and different schemes, uh, if, if you watch how we played in the past when, with Marinelli's defense and running out of four three, we probably ran games on seventy percent of the snaps, which is ET stunts, uh, 
loops and, and, and spikes and all type of stuff that, that DeMarcus Ware, I mean, that uh, DeMarcus Lawrence was great at. He would, he would start in the, in the D gap and, and shoot down to the A gap or, or, you know, they would take advantage of stuff like that. And that's some stuff that I don't think we're seeing as much of now. And I think that is also, you know, hindering his production as well, because you know where he's going to line up at uh, most of the time. He's going to line up right there at the left end, and he's going to rush over uh, over the right tackle. There, there is no 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 complexity to, to to our rush and our scheme and our games, and uh, I, I think that's where you're seeing a big drop off as well. Well, look now, this comes back to to what McCarthy said and what McCarthy has done. Mike McCarthy sat at press conferences and said many times, "It is players over scheme." But we're not seeing that on the defensive side of the ball. That's what I say. This is the organizational question that these guys got to get into a room and figure out. So, hey, Mike Nolan, is it going to be your scheme or is it going to be the players? And, and if you choose the players, do you have enough of these good players to say, we'll scrap our scheme and we'll go with those guys? Uh, I thought Bucky Brooks, I don't know if it was Bucky Brooks or somebody had spoken about how the scheme that they were running before was a Marinelli. You know, these were Marinelli type of guys. These were the guys that he wanted who were fitting into what he wanted to do. That's one reason why T.J. Watt was not drafted and Taco Charlton was taken over him because Marinelli wanted guys that fit his scheme. That Jalen Smith is more of a Marinelli guy, scheme guy, and Tank Lawrence. So, Danny, this may be unpopular, but they got to ask themselves, you got two dudes you've given big money to. And, and Jalen Smith was about $63 million deal he signed. Tate Lawrence, the largest contract in Cowboy history that he signed. Are these guys the guys you want going forward if you decide that Mike Nolan is, is going to have his way? Tough question. I mean, I mean not, 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 not only those two. I mean, Van Der Esch as well was drafted to, to play in a 4-3 scheme. Uh, you know, and not taking anything away from from how bad these these safeties have been playing, but they were also drafted. Well, they were also used to playing in the four three scheme, and, and and you know the fans would have to go study and see how much different it is. But playing one gap defense versus two gap defense is is a whole different world. Like you have to see things different. You have to play them different. You have to read pulling guards different. Uh, you have to read force different. Everything is different. And I think you're seeing a, a multitude of these mistakes, and I think those, a lot of those are based on the difference in the scheme. You know, coupled with with the effort, which I believe Jerry Jones talked about as well. When your owner's talking about effort, that that's a big thing. But I think the the, the scheme is, is hindering these guys a lot as well. Now, look, look. Let, let's just be. Let's just straight up here, throw it out here. Okay, it's not like these guys in the previous scheme were out here. It's a dominating defense. So is is switching the scheme and going finding other guys? Is is that? I mean, what's the issue and problem there? You know, it's not like the hot boys set up here and put some titles up here for the Cowboys. Okay, so well, so these are so so I'm I'm not opposed to them saying, hey, look, we gonna go ahead and switch this thing and flip it and and, and get the guys we want in here. Well, 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 think about it this way though, what 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 scheme was Demarcus Lawrence in when when he got himself paid? What scheme was um was Robert Quinn in uh, last year when he got himself paid? What scheme? What you win? You know. Huh? No, I, I'm just talking you, about how they. How, I'm talking. It, I'm. Just, I'm talking about how how they their production. Their production as players. We're talking about now lack of production. You said the high boys aren't showing up when Jalen Smith and LVE were at their best, and you thought that they were the best duo uh, coming up to be the best duo of linebackers. They were in a four three scheme. They like these guys were productive 
in that type of scheme. And 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 Nui, they won more than they're winning now. All right. So so if, if, if we're comparing what's going on, the defense still looked better previously than it did now. But but my point is they have been productive in that scheme. And this one they look like they were all rising stars in in a in a in, in the four three scheme and 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 the way that Marinelli was coaching the defense, coaching the D line, you know, mixing it up, running games and doing all that type of stuff, making it interesting and making it confusing for the offensive line. When they were doing that, they were productive. Albeit they weren't the top, you know, the top defense in the league, they played better and and the players that we were talking about, they were more productive than they are now. Okay. My question for you that I want you to answer after the break. Then what do you do in 2020? Do you run a scheme that goes back to more 4-3 that fits these guys? Or do you give Mike Nolan what he wants? I want, you know, if you're Danny McRae, what do you do? I want you to answer that. And uh, we'll, we'll get it here. We're in our SWBC Mortgage Virtual Home Studios. We'll do that right after this break. Players Lounge brought to you by Hotels.com on DallasCowboys.com radio. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0 down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. To Dallas's frontline responders, thank you. To show its gratitude, Tide is offering free laundry services in Dallas to the families of frontline responders. Simply bring your laundry and your identification to Tide Cleaners and they will wash it within two days. One thing less for you to worry about. While you take care of us all, Tide will take care of the laundry for the families of frontline responders. To learn more and find a location near you, visit hope.tidecleaners.com. Essilor is a proud sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys, helping fans see more and do more with our best vision solutions. Our lens technologies reveal a world more beautiful than you can imagine. For a limited time, get the Essilor Next Gen offer. When you buy the latest generation of Transitions lenses with select Essilor lenses, you can choose a second pair of clear lenses for free with qualifying frame purchases. Restrictions apply. Find a participating eye care professional by visiting EssilorUSA.com. Essilor. See more. Do more. Back to the Players' Lounge. Hey, tour AT&T Stadium, home of the Dallas Cowboys. Run on the field, see the locker rooms, and so much more AT&T Stadium tours presented by SeatGeek are available daily. Visit attstadium.com for details. You're in the Players' Lounge, brought to you by Hotels.com. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by Danny McCray. Um, they played for the Dallas Cowboys, now works for the organization. Um, Don Terry Poe, according to Ian Rappaport of NFL uh, Media, has been cut. And cornerback Daryl Worley has been cut. Rappaport 
says they were shopped all day, found no takers, and they moved on. So the Cowboys no longer having those two players. So we're looking at three players gone in, uh, in, in basically less than 24 hours, Danny McCray. So Jerry Jones said they were going to make some changes. They made some changes. I don't know if that's going to result in any uh, anything uh, in a W against Philadelphia, especially if Andy Dalton can't go as a starting quarterback and they have to throw out rookie Ben DiNucci. But Jerry, uh, Jerry, Jerry at least lived up to this part of it. And if you're in the locker room now and you don't have a massive contract to look back on, you may want to be worried. You better, you know, if you haven't been buying in, better buy in now. Listen, let, let, let me tell you something. For sure, almost for sure. One half of that of those deep balls that have been going uh, going uh, over our head is gone. Worley had been playing horrible. I really thought that he would he would have been released a few weeks ago, but I guess they're waiting for Cheeto to come back. He 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 had been playing playing you know way, way below par. So I, I, we saw that coming, and Pope just was out there just looking like he was uninterested in being being on the field at all. So th- those two were, were really easy. Um, I, I don't think. Poe po being gone is really going to change that much for us. I think he was one of those guys at the at the bottom at the bottom of the uh, defensive tackle list. But we had three of those guys on there, so we still got some guys that, that, that are underperforming out there. So I, I don't see that changing much as far as our run defense. Uh, when it comes to free agents for the Cowboys that they brought in this offseason, it's been very disappointing. Uh, Worley, cut. You brought him in. Poe, you brought him in. Cut. Uh, Gerald McCoy, who was supposed to be a starting defensive tackle, he got hurt at training camp and then was cut. Then you had Ha Ha Clinton Dix, they brought in, supposed to be a starting safety. He never made it. Uh, he never made it to the regular season. He was cut. This is a bad run. Okay, this is a bad run for the Cowboys when it comes to bringing guys into your football team. I want to stick with this defensive thing, Danny. And I asked you a question before the break here. The other players are brought to you by Hotels.com. Are you going to fit a scheme? for the players that you have here running a 4-3? Or are you going to choose Mike Nolan and let Mike Nolan implement what he wants next year? Uh, listen, and, and this is this is just me, my opinion, and, I, and I've always, well, for most of my career, college career, all that, I've played in a 4-3, and I've seen things that, that guys can get done, you know, how, how you can uh, change the game and, and, and allow players to, to get one-on-ones and, and do, do special things with their talents. And I, I believe that we should bring in a guy who runs a 4-3, who runs something similar to, to Marinelli, but not the same, has his own little touch on it, maybe maybe a few more few more uh, zone blitzes, you know, a little bit more creative with, with, with how you attack defenses, I mean offenses, but I, I would bring a 4-3 guy in, let my $100 million man, you know, line up where he wants to and, 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 do, and do what he's good at, put his hand in the ground, let Jalen run around out there in a one-gap defense, give him one, he has one, one, uh, one, uh, I guess one rule, all right? If you in the A gap, run through the A gap. If you got the B gap, you got the B gap. Don't don't you know? Get them out of this, you know, confusing stuff. Because when you have players thinking a lot, that's when they slow down. And, and I think you're seeing a, a difference in that one. So I, I'm, I'm all for four three. Get Mike Nolan out of here, especially because you can't even get these guys to run full speed for the entire game and hustle. Ooh. And I say you stand that with Nolan. Because... It sounds like. No, no, I no. This is this is me thinking like the head coach. The head coach, you know, buddy buddy system. You're not telling the head coach you got to go fire his boy. 
They got to fire the guy that gave him his opportunity as an offensive coordinator, which resulted in him getting the opportunity to be a head coach and winning a Super Bowl. You know how these things work. You've been in this league. These dudes ride or die. I mean, if it's one thing we've seen, nobody cops for coaches like other coaches. So that, that's going to be real interesting. It, for, that, that my, it, for my, now, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones could easily make it easy and say, Mike, we're not asking. We're telling. This is what, we, this is what has not, to happen. It's not like they haven't done it before. Right? They, they, they've gotten guys out of here, you know, and, and they, and they, said, and they he, let they them could, know that the time was up. Yeah. But, so uh, but, I, but, I, I, they should. So, so, but Jerry's come out and said, I got my guy. So that's what I'm going to be very interested to see is, is, is how, how much does Mike Nolan get what he wants. So we'll, we'll see. We, we shall see on that. Um, this, this, uh, but, this is what happens with that. So, 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 what, so, so what do you do? You give him another year. You've seen, how, like, you've seen that it's more than just a scheme. It's, it's buy-in, players not understanding what to do. they really saying that, that the coaches as a whole have no idea what's going on. I don't understand how you need another chance to say, let, let me get some guys in here that what? That believe in me? That, 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 that will, will understand better and, and you got a whole locker room that's saying that you don't know what's going on I mean I, I don't understand what would be different next year unless you bring in a, the whole roster of defense is different let's say Mike Nolan says look Alden Smith look at what he's done I'm not able to put in the exact defense where I can take advantage of this guy and I, my, my, the corners here and DBs, these aren't the guys I want. Let me go, let me go get the guys that I want that I can go do this. Uh, Jerry Jones can be persuaded, okay? We know this. He and Steven can be persuaded. And if they're going to ride with McCarthy and McCarthy says, I must have this guy, <laughs> then this is going to be a fantastic thing to, to me. This is going to be fantastic theater to watch in the offseason. Who wins this? Because they got to fix it. You got to fix it. And that's why I say, to me, it is going to be one or the other. It is either the players or it's, it's, it's your coaches. And if Mike McCarthy says, I got to have this guy, who are they to tell Mike McCarthy he can't have his guy if he's sold on it? And they say they're sold on him. And Jerry said, hey, there's no guy that can fix this thing like Mike McCarthy. You know, Mike McCarthy, I remember when he had to make a change up there in Green Bay. Now, it wasn't all him because Ted Thompson had a lot to do with things, and so did Mark Murphy. But they brought in Dom Capers, and Dom Capers was able to fix their defense, and it, it helped them win a Super Bowl. Dom Capers also ran 3 4. I, I, so, so, so I'll be interested to see how it goes, man. I, I don't, I, listen, I, I don't get it. One, you know, if, if, how can Mike Nolan go get his guys that he wants? We're already talking about being having cap issues and, and, and finding ways to get money. I can't imagine that he just has free agents out there right now that don't cost much that he wants to go get to revamp his defense. So he's, he's looking at having to go get some expensive guys that I don't think we have the money to go get. Two, are you going to choose the offensive line or the defense? Because right now, we need an O-line. And I, I think okay. a lot of our resources are, are going to need to go there. Uh, I'm going to say this, Danny. I'm going to say this. I believe we will see some amazing bargains out there this offseason for good players because they're going to be teams that are really in, they're going to be in cap Hades. The Saints have cap issues next year. The Texans have cap issues. I mean, there are several teams, man. And if you just go over to overthecap.com, that when you look at what they got going in 2021, it's a mess. I mean, it's truly a mess. So I think there's going to be some nice bargains out there. And as this cap goes down, all teams are going to have to release some really good football players. 
So, maybe. You're making a good argument for Nola. You're making a good argument for him. Okay, I got you. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Maybe that is where you get McCarthy and Nolan, you know, these two guys, they're buddies, they're thinking again, hey, this is what we sell Jerry. Jerry, I can get these guys here, you know, plug this guy here, da, 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 and we can make it work. I'm just saying, they're going to have a plan, okay? No, Man, coaches ride with these dudes, and when you got a guy who you owe, I mean, think of it this way. Think of, you know, Mike Nolan was Dr. Dre, and, and, and Mike McCarthy was Eminem. Not even flipped. <laughs> <laughs> Mike McCarthy uh. is going to give. He's going to give Dr. Dre a lifeline, man, because he gave him the start. The very things that he has happened because this dude gave him a shot. I just don't think he's going to allow him to be blown out. Because during a pandemic, when he didn't have a full off season to go out there and sell it, Jerry's already telling you and giving you all these different things of why, hey, this has been disappointing, but you couldn't have imagined all the injuries. You couldn't imagine we didn't have time to work with these guys, and you got to let the coaching staff jump. They're laying all the groundwork to give them what they want. I mean, I, that, and, and Danny, doing this job as long as I have, I've learned to listen to things. And I used to tell people all the time, Jason Garrett revealed a lot of stuff if you listen to what he didn't say. You know, what Jason would not say about players would tell me a lot about what he thought about. It. Like, if Jason really liked you, like a Zach Martin or a Dak Prescott, he would have, man, just, man, this football playing guy cares about the game. And if he didn't say, like, what Taco, what he, what he did say about Taco Charlton, always told me what he thought about Taco Charlton. Because you knew a Jason <laughs> Garrett kind of guy. And so as I hear Jerry talk and I hear Mike McCarthy talk, these guys are laying the groundwork to give themselves a mulligan. And to say we didn't get what we really wanted and that opportunity to do what we wanted to do to implement our system. Let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. That's what I'm saying. I think they're going to choose Nolan and McCarthy getting what they want, and they're going to change our players. That's just my opinion. We'll let Church, hey, we gotta we'll let Church weigh in on this tomorrow. Yeah, we'll let him weigh exactly. in on this tomorrow. We'll, <laughs> we'll dive in it tomorrow. We're going to be live out at the plaza at the Star in Frisco at the Cowboys headquarters. Come on out there. If you, if you bundle on up, we'll be there in person. Um, hopefully, Chris Bean will be out there, too. You know, I want Chris Bean to be out there with us. But I'm going to feel a lot better if Chris <laughs> Bean is, is, is right there with us. We can just touch and see Chris Bean, our producer, as he handles everything. That's the Players' Lounge for today. He's Danny McRae, former Dallas Cowboys Safety of New East Coast, longtime Cowboys reporter. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. on DallasCowboys.com. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?